Today's episode of Times Ours is brought to you by Robinhood. With Robinhood, you can invest in stocks, options, and ETFs right from your phone. You can even spend and earn interest on uninvested cash. And with fractional shares, you can buy stocks in any amount, including companies like Apple, Amazon, and Tesla, for as little as $1. And that's with no commission fees or account minimums. So whether you're new to investing and ready to learn, or just looking for a better experience, stop waiting and join 10 million Robinhood users. Listeners can get started with a free stock by going to timesrs.robinhood.com. That's timesrs.robinhood.com. All investments involve risk. This is not investment advice, a recommendation, or solicitation of any security. Other fees may apply. Visit rbnhd.co slash fees. The free stock program is subject to certain limitations. Annual percentage yield, APY, on uninvested cash is paid by program banks and is variable. Robinhood Financial is not a bank. that time yours. Whether you've been listening to this particular podcast since its inception or if you've just hopped on in the last few weeks, there is one thing that you know factually that we've been talking about around here for a while now. Nate, what do we know without hesitation, without question about the Kansas City Chiefs? Look, we appreciate you all being with us from week one until now, and everybody knows it. And look, people started telling me uh, during yesterday's game, and it should honestly be a banner that's hung in Arrowhead. Uh, I know they don't hang banners in Arrowhead, but they should. Uh, The 2019 Chiefs only play weird games, guys. Um, You know, my guy guy Sherlock Mahomey or Sherlock Mahomes, uh, on Twitter yesterday was like, uh, of course the playoffs would bring the peak of, quote, weird games, in quote. No normal football ever. 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 Hey, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Was that not look, weird, Seth? Guys, was that not look, a weird football I, I game? Did that not qualify to you that. as I a really weird do, like, football game? Yeah. Well, no, just look. Yes, it was weird. But, guys, like, I mean, here's the deal. Look, I don't really feel like talking about the game. Um I, I was actually I spent all night last night looking at Bryce Hall's tape because uh, the Chiefs clearly yeah. need some help at corner, and I think they, we should yeah, really start talking do. about. I'd like to look forward rather than back. Right now, we can talk about Chris Jones' contract stuff. I'm just going to shoot straight because I don't feel like talking about yeah. it. Yeah, it was that's it was not great. So like, I, I agree so with here, you, Bryce was, Hall. I hate to. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Here's the deal, guys. Look, I'm just full disclosure. You yeah. know, I had my sister with me. She's a huge Chiefs fan yesterday. And, and after the first quarter, first time in years, we, we just couldn't do it anymore. So so I flipped off the game. I actually went dark. I figured I'd talk mm-hmm. to you guys about it today. I mean, I'll write later today. But I, I just, you know, it's kind of one of those things where maybe at a certain point you have to start right. considering that maybe things aren't different with Mahomes. Mm. And so, I mean, I, I have no idea what it ended up being. I mean, crud at the rate it was going, it was probably like 50 to nothing, but I, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they scored. F- it was actually, it was actually, so it was actually 51 31. Oh, okay. So the Chiefs made not. a push late and yeah. 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 Okay. yeah a push. You, hey, Seth, have you not turned your phone on? No, I kept my phone off, man. I went dark. I couldn't do it anymore. This is just, is the worst. I mean, I, I cannot believe you guys are not yeah. more bummed out, honestly. Like this, it's um, over. Like I really thought this was the year. You know what I mean? Hmm. Hmm. 
Um, so, how- Seth, why don't you go watch the condensed footage real quick? The NFL, the NFL Game Pass. Actually, this is crazy, but they actually, you know, they have like the forty-five yeah, minute tape. Yeah. They actually have a oh, fifteen-second version that don't is do up that right to now. Me. I don't need. To, I don't just need go. to watch this. No, just really quick. No, I know, no, and, we'll, and no, Daniel can think, cut this out. Okay. But you I think you watch may just wanna, like the fifteen-second okay. version. You 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 may want to turn your phone back. All right, on, you Seth. guys. There's just a thing. There's like a thing that happens kind of in yeah. the second quarter that you should know in the second about. quarter. Okay, I'll tell you what. Uh, here, I'll be right back in yeah. like thirty seconds or so. Yeah, you guys go ahead and talk. Go watch I'll the be, second quarter right real back. quick. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, okay. that, that, I think that that'll be good for your health, right, buddy. I'm clicking it on. Yeah. I'll be back hey. in a minute. Okay, that sounds that sounds great. We'll cut this out, Nate. This is what you is he should doing? you should probably you should probably watch the football game, right? What do we do about this? <sighs> I mean, we, the podcast obviously has to carry on, but like, he's got it. How does he not know? I don't know. He's got it now, right? We we need to talk to the athletic. Holy smokes! We should all need to talk to yeah, yeah, I, guys. Yeah, Seth. Yeah, did you turn your phone the, back on? <laughs> the Chiefs won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy, the Chiefs won. They did it. Santa One, came two, last three. night. It, um, it's they ran out of fireworks, my guy. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm, hold on, Seven hold on, hold on. straight hey guys, touchdowns. I just got a call from the academy. They're going to yeah. give you guys all Oscars. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Bleep off, Joaquin Phoenix. That was mine. Thank you. We got we, we got a, we got a nomination? Yes. They're, they're not even going to nominate you. They're just going to straight. Oh, it was straight. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, they did they did include sports podcasts as a new category this year, and it's oh. now going to be in our name for forever. Yeah, yeah. suck it, it's, it's, yeah, it's your guys' now. Best <laughs> film analyst in Minnesota goes to. Covering the Chiefs for the athletic. <laughs> yeah. I, I probably would win that. I probably you would probably, win that category. You, know you probably would. Uh, the king of all weird football games, my friends. The king of uh, of the weirdest football games. I don't know if anybody else blacked out uh, for any long period of time. <laughs> but that game, like just, I'm, I know everyone kind of knows this, but I'm going to say it out loud again. The Chiefs were down 24 to nothing with 11 minutes left in the half. And then at halftime, it was 28 to 24. So if someone could explain that to me, please, that would be great. Oh, oh, I'm going to explain it to you. <laughs> Woo, somebody's going to get it today, boy. Woo! Everybody should know who it is because I was killing him in the press box, which I rarely do because I'm a professional <laughs> journalist. But he had to be got. Hit me, Nate. Go. Make this make sense. We look, we tried to tell y'all, and look, I appreciate everybody listening to the podcast. God, we love you all. Like, who could have foreseen this coming? But look, we told y'all, Josh said it, Seth said it, I said it. If there was one advantage in this here divisional round playoff game, it was Bill O'Brien versus Andy <laughs> Reid, and it wasn't oh. even close. Oh. <laughs> it was what so are bad. you doing, dog? Oh. Dog, what are you doing? It's fourth and inches. Go get it. You're up 21 nothing. You have nothing to lose. And then you have the audacity. The, the unmitigated gall. The gall to... to to run a fake punt up 24-7 on a short field? 1v1 me, Dan. Dog, it's the playoffs. This ain't week seven. It's the playoffs. You deserve to lose, and I hope you die in hell. Or football hell, as Therese Paler would say it. What is he doing? 
Normally it's normally he's the coach. He's the GM. He's he's running everything. What are you doing? You have the Chiefs on the heels. Make them go the as my father said to me yesterday on the phone. Make them go the length of the field. He gonna score anyway, baby. But at least at least give him an opportunity to make a mistake or two. What are you uh, like? What are you doing? Oh my goodness. Oh, so just he deserved to lose, and they lost. They did badly, by the way. They lost by twenty. They're the first team in NFL history in the playoffs to be up 20 to then lose by 20 <laughs> because Bill O'Brien is that coach. It's it's insane. So, funny story. So, now now that my Oscar-worthy performance is over, as we were watching the game, you know, I, I was sitting there when they're up 21 nothing. I'm like, man, you got to go for it here, right? I mean, you, you got to go for it. You got to put the nail in the coffin. And, and then, you know, they didn't, I was like, okay, you know, I guess. And the reason I, the reason, cause I was sitting there talking to my sister and my brother-in-law, my family always comes up in these stories and, and they were like, well, why would you go? Why do you, why would you go for it for them? I was like, because as a fa- Chiefs fan, I'm afraid they will. And I always think the coaches should do the thing I'm afraid they're going to do. And then, like you said, the gall to go for it and just, can we just take a moment and acknowledge that this is dirty Danielle Sorensen's universe. Build that man a statue. And we are all Danielle Sorensen. And no one has taken it. Look, we have given him a hard time. Everyone has given him a hard time. Oh, you know, he's kind of, man, well, we don't need him to play a more expanded role. And he makes a solo tackle in open space that was just like, and he also, didn't he, was it him? I I, I swear, I've watched the replay like four times. Yeah, and it's him. Was it him that caused the fumble on the kickoff? Sure was. Yeah. Yeah, oh it's my him. It's him. Chiefs MVP Dan Sorensen, who does not do anything but make plays and go to bed at a reasonable hour while drinking plenty of water <laughs> and eating a sensible diet. That is Dan Sorensen, who is, what was it? I don't remember which defensive back it was. It's like, you know, whose room do you want to be in at training camp if you don't want to get chosen? Like, oh, Dan, Dan, Dan Sorensen, because he doesn't. The, 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 the Mormon missile, the what? I mean, he just is. It, it was It was unbelievable. I, I just Here, here's <laughs> yeah, yeah no it, here's here's Daniel Sorensen's quote okay and let me tell you something oh, um, Daniel Sorensen has a propensity to be dry with his humor and dry with his quotes after games even when he you know like like Seth said it, you know should be given all the praise um, this is a quote he gave B J Kissel uh, the Chiefs reporter in the locker room quote that's my responsibility I did my job just like everybody else would have done their job end quote. <laughs> hero oh my goodness that's daniel sorensen that is that is literally daniel sorensen i asked him about his interception in mexico city and he was like yeah that was my assignment and i made the play and like thanks dan dan sorensen hailing from from big hits university byu baby he's 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 like the weatherman from parks and rec i did have an assignment on that play they, I then executed that assignment and they threw the ball to me and I intercepted it. And that resulted in the ball going to our team rather than their team. <laughs> and that is just, you know, what is that? The, the purred or whatever the guy is on Perd Parks Hapley. and Rec. That, Perd Hapley. That's, that's good. That's very good. I should, I should have known not to test Josh's knowledge on that. But yes, Andy Reid pantsed Bill O'Brien on national television and somehow didn't get arrested, which is nice. <laughs> And, like, the thing is, it was happening early, too. It's just the Chiefs, like, decided to start catching the ball. <laughs> Which, I got it. The, the, you know, the whole, I, I realize now, the, the, the dark night, 
We're, we're going back now a little bit. Josh, The Dark Knight is a movie that came out um, a little while ago. I'm, I'm, I'm Googling. I'm so. Googling okay, as we so speak. What you're, what you're, yeah, 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 <laughs> the, the Dark Knight. So, you know, you know, in the, in the Dark Knight, you know, Harvey Dent makes a speech, you know, the, 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 the night is always darkest before the dawn. God, we I'm... now know that that is true because I, after, like, midway through the fourth, I look at my sister, I'm like, man, I'm almost glad they went down 24 because it makes this even more awesome. Although that first quarter, guys, that was like... Disastrous. I stopped. Just disastrous. Like my my wife was straight up worried about me. <laughs> like my my in laws came over to take my daughter to a dance recital and like I, and like they they came in and like my thirteen year old met them at the door like okay guys just so you know like my my dad hasn't moved in <laughs> and, and he, this is not going well and like Hope and I are just sitting there just staring. At the tea, I was just like, I can't believe this is happening. I kept getting up to like get a drink of water, like at the sink, because I couldn't stay in the room. I was like, okay. Seth, Seth was just pounding water to try to dull, to dull the pain. <laughs> yeah, it, it turns that 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 doesn't work amazingly. But you know, this is my life. This is the life I've chosen. Hoping hoping you could turn it from water into wine on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> the The Dark Knight came out in two thousand and eight. Oh my god, that's over a decade ago when I was in college. Oh, we're we, we <laughs> god, we're getting old. old. We're I wasn't old. I, uh, I wasn't allowed to okay. see the Dark Knight in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Nate, we are getting old, man. I was like, I was already married with a kid, like. I think I had two kids at that point. Oh, but anyway, I mean, seriously, I know this is a disjointed beginning, but I mean, what a game. I, I seriously, I, I am almost, like I said, I'm almost happy for as horrible as that first quarter was. Like, was everyone, anyone else exhausted at halftime? Yes. Dog, I was, like, I, I was exhausted at the third quarter and <laughs> you get to this point where you're like, Hey, I've written things down on my computer. I got all these notes. I got like a sequence of events that I can sort of call, go back to if I, and I'm like, uh, I should just control all delete because, like, what is this? Like, <laughs> what is this? Um, but no, man, it was it was funny. I was talking to um, a couple a couple colleagues of mine. Obviously, Lindsey Jones, our lead NFL yep. writer on the uh, national section of the Athletic. You should go check it out. She wrote a great story about um, Eric Fisher's probably best biggest moment as a chief. Like, oddly, yes. it's not the, it's not the number one pick anymore. It's smashing beers over his head. Um, yes. So she has that story. I would go check it out. But like me and Lindsay meet up and we've done this before where we're at, you know, we're at a game together and we meet up at halftime and I look at Lindsay and I go, uh, so talk to you in another two hours. Cause I got nothing dog. Like, uh, you know, me and Seth and Josh are texting and like, that's not going particularly as, as planned. I'm going to pull up our text that really quick. So something in the, yes. something in the first, uh, something that happened Sunday was not what occurred in the first 17 weeks of the season. I texted at, uh, at 40 minutes into the, into the game, 35, maybe I, I texted the two of you. And then Brendan, our editor, I, talking about writing ideas. I said, Brendan, can I get a first thought on football was a game made by the devil to hurt me and everyone I love, my column. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then an hour later, I said, what about football was a game made by God to prove that he's real and wants us to be happy? This, this is the, that happened in an hour. That happened in an, less than an hour. In oh. 20 minutes of game time, they were down 24 and then up by four. I've, it, 
I've never seen it. Can we all just make? Can we all just make like sort of stammering noises for a second? Because it. That, who it? Uh, I mean, just. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the it, it was What? <laughs> <laughs> like what? I mean, by the way, and we haven't mentioned his name yet, really that much, and that's okay, because obviously we're trying to explain to you guys how we experienced the game, and and I know, I I just can't wait to hear. For years, honestly, how people experience that game. Um, yeah. So I've screamed at Bill O'Brien. He must be buried yes. in football, in the football ground. He he must he must be killed. You sent him to hell. He mu- you he, damned he, him. Like he like Therese always says like you know so and so is in football hell. He he must be there eternally. Honestly. Um, <laughs> with that being said, I can't I can't state this enough that Patrick Mahomes was perfect yesterday. He was perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I like you rewatch the game and it's even more awe striking. The dude was on one yesterday. Mm-hmm. And in a way that he I don't think he's ever been before. Where from start to finish the dude was just like he was he was incredible. I I didn't think that I would show up at Arrowhead thinking that, one, I would see that game play out the way it did. And, two, writing about how they turned a divisional playoff game into a video game. Like, yeah, what, what, what was that? Um, <laughs> like, I mean, he was perfect yesterday. I mean, perfect. And um, it, it's just I will never forget the, the malpractice of a coaching job that Bill O'Brien had with a 24-point lead. And just the way Mahomes ascended to another level in the same game. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Like, look at his stats. He was better than those stats. Look at the game field. Yep. He was better than your eyes would tell you. Like, yes. He, I mean, he was, he was, he was, he was amazing. Of, I can't think of any bad plays. And I, I'm excited to chart his snaps once the All 22 comes out. But I mean, early on, you know, they they were dropping passes, they were whatever. And, I mean, it was just like, it was just the nightmare game. You know, everything was going wrong. The the, the, the punt fumble, the the drop passes, the, the blocked punt, like all these things that are completely out of Patrick Mahomes' control were going wrong. And he just, like, I mean, he didn't even twitch. Like, you see him on the sideline. Even the way, so, you know, now it's made the rounds, right? Like, you know, mm. CBS showed him, you know, kind of fi- trying to fire up his team. Some quarterbacks, like, when they're sitting there yelling, like, it looks, like, angry. You know what I mean? Like, like, mm-hmm. like they're actually yelling at their teammates. And, Josh, I think you've commented once how Patrick Mahomes is, like, perfect in every social situation. Like, he's always, <laughs> he just does the exact right thing. Yeah. Um, but even like the way like he was yelling on the sidelines, you could tell he wasn't like angry yelling. It was like whatever it was, I had no doubt in my mind watching. I was like, whatever he's saying, it's exactly what those guys need to hear. That's it. This <laughs> is I mean and, and I don't remember very many inaccurate passes at all. He was moving great in the pocket. Like you said, Nate, he was he was perfect. Uh, the number of fire-breathing dragon <laughs> gifts that made their way across Twitter. I actually, so I I tried to go back, and one problem with Twitter, it's hard to, like, scroll back to a certain point on the timeline because, you know, eventually there's just too many tweets. 
and just the number of people that were like live look at the Chiefs offense and showing uh what's its name the dragon from Game of Thrones that was just I mean it, they they just went completely I, I scorched her last what I'm so I can't remember which one was still alive at the end Drogon <laughs> uh, Drogon Spoiler alert Drogon oh, yeah. makes it. Yeah, yeah, Drogon makes it. But I mean, they just, it was seven straight, I have never seen anything like that. Where it just, it didn't even, and like the Chiefs defense like stepped up in a game where like, so you know, they had the first bad touchdown drive, and then a bunch of really random crap happened. Right. And then the defense just shut down the Texans for a while. Because that's something to keep in mind. That goes underrated, right? Like, the offense was awesome. Unbelievable. Fire-breathing dragon. Like, it should strike terror in everyone that's left. Just like, oh, wait, the the offense in Kansas City woke up? Oh, no. But they had to get the ball back to do that. And the defense just kept getting them the ball back. It was like they went from playing on all Madden to rookie. Yeah. And it was hilarious. Yeah. Against professional football players who won their division, who won yeah. in spite of their coach for all the, for like the majority of the season. Like, oh, just wow, man. Wow. At what point did it turn for you guys? You're like, oh, oh, this might, is this going to happen? This might happen. What point for you? What was the moment where, where it went from like, oh, this would be fun to like, oh, God, I actually believe that the Chiefs are probably going to win this football game. Yeah, for, for me, it, it's Daniel Sorensen forcing the fumble on the kickoff. And, me too. And, yeah. and Darwin Thompson, like, the like you know, sometimes this is just fate. Like, you know, uh, insert whatever deity you would like. But, you know. For- Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <is mine. laughs> but the ball plops in the air and Darwin Thompson is Johnny on like Johnny on, like it just it just landed right in his arms and then he literally didn't know what to do with it because he was just like guys this never happens like, yeah, <laughs> I, never happens hey Darwin hey Darwin keep running Darwin come on come on man yeah that Let's was go. that was like a Darwin what are you doing and I think he was gesturing for someone to block for him because when it showed the angle from the other side you could see, oh, okay, there are some Texans there that have the angle, but from the original angle that it showed, yeah, from CBS's you know, the, angle, the it was game, hard. Yeah, it was hard to tell. Yeah. It was like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, <laughs> you gotta run, bro. Yeah, it that looked way. like he was trying to give the ball to someone. But yeah, that was that was an awesome moment for me. Um, I, and this is gonna sound, I, I swear, I tend to be more optimistic than most. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually. Um, Hardman's return obviously was like, oh, that's that's nice. They needed that. And then, you know, the throw to Kelsey's like, okay, that's nice. They need that. But then when it was a touchdown to Williams the very next play, and, and you know, the whole thing, the whole sequence probably took like two minutes of real time. And crud, if you don't include commercials, it took like 30 seconds of real time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it took two plays and took like almost no time off the clock. Time of possession for the win there, Josh. Uh, we'll, we'll, oh, oh, Seth, we'll get there. We'll, We'll get there. And so when that took like 30 seconds or whatever it was, that's what I thought, man, that happened quick. And if you're the Texans, it's like, okay, 24-0, 24-7, that happened fast. And I actually started remembering what it felt like. And and I'm not trying to ruin anyone's day, but you know what? I don't think this game has power over us anymore. The 38-10 game against the Colts years ago. Mm-hmm. I remember how it felt when the Colts scored that first touchdown 
Yeah. And it's weird how normally like, you know, a big lead feels like a big lead. But when you're, when you're like, oh, we're up by 24, suddenly being up by 17 doesn't feel like quite as much. And I knew that exact feeling. And I was like, I think I know exactly how the Texans feel. And that happened quick. And I was just, that's when I actually started, you know what? This could happen because this offense, I mean, there's a lot of time left and this offense does not need any time to score. So me, it was the Williams touchdown, which by the way, unbelievable throw. And wow. that was the play that hit Williams on the butt like a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it hit him on the hip here, but he got his head around as the ball was about to enter his hip joint. Like it was <laughs> that time Mahomes was firing that to the point where that was going to like, that was going to actually like, like just burrow into his side. Yeah. And, yeah. And it would have been his end career and maybe way. his life, but it was going to be a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Mahomes. But I mean, that was so cool though. Also to see that exact same route from a couple weeks ago. And then Mahomes had been talking to him afterwards and to see them like, okay, they got on the same page. I thought he dropped it initially. Like that was, he kept running. I was like, well, that's weird. Oh, that's a touchdown. Well, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's when I started to really believe because I just saw how fast it can happen. That offense, man, they're terrifying. Like they could have – here's the funny thing when you think about it this way. The Chiefs could have been – because so the Texans scored one more. So the Chiefs could have been down 50 to nothing and still won that game. How crazy is that? It's a lot. They went on a 50 – I mean, it was crazy. It was, yeah. It's a I lot. Mean, you, you just you just don't see it. And – um. One point I made sure to ask Patrick about um, after the game was, you know, because um, sometimes you, you get into these post-game news conferences and you're like, okay, I kind of know the beats and where the questions are going to, what what area in the topics that the questions are going to be asked. But because of how quickly things changed and one man was really forcing the action, um, it, was the, it was the first time where I really, you know, and I've watched Mahomes since, you know, basically since he uh, became the star of the Chiefs, is his ability to involve the crowd in a gotta-have-it game. And mm-hmm. um, shout-out to my guy, Therese Paler, uh from Yahoo Sports. I love his his phrase, the, the over-my-dead-body game, which this was Mahomes' over-my-dead-body mm-hmm. game. So I definitely want to reference uh, Therese's point on that. But the way Mahomes involved the crowd, and I don't know if this is because I've been taught this and because I've had direct conversations with Patrick about this particular player, because I know it's his favorite quarterback, but it was very, you know, Brett Favre in Lambeau Field-esque, where all of a sudden the Texans really aren't playing just the Chiefs anymore. They're playing a franchise quarterback who's now got the fans to be as involved and as a part of the game as one can possibly do, especially in a comeback scenario. There's a lot of there's a lot of feelings to like what happened in the Bills' amazing come from behind victory against the Oilers. You know, the one that set the NFL record for the biggest comeback of all time. The the, the fans um, are just sort of they can't they can't understand and comprehend what is occurring um, because the Bills' onslaught was just so quick in the same way the Chiefs were. But I felt like mm-hmm. Mahomes put it upon himself to 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 really get the fans to come with him. To, to basically, not only did he put the team on his back, he put the entire fan base on his back in a, in a weird way. And so I asked him about it after the game, and he was quick to say that, yeah, 
that was intentional. I had never done this type of celebration before where I'm running the entire length of the field and I'm waving my arms, I'm pumping my fists and I'm jumping around and I'm trying to do a Michael Jordan slash, you know, Brett Favre slash what is my own interpretation of what it means to like bring you along with me to say that I need you and you need me and we we have to do this together. Um, so I, I, I just thought like, wow, you know, a year ago, fans were serenading him with MVP chants, you know, a couple weeks ago, fans were celebrating with the Chiefs together because, of all people, Ryan Fitzpatrick got him a bye. And now Mahomes reached another level with the fan base to where I really feel like there's no other there's just there's just no other franchise in the league right now who has this type of relationship with their MVP star quarterback. I, I just I just can't foresee it now. Everybody's been through it with Aaron Rodgers, and you hope to make a return if you're a Green Bay Packers fan. And Tom Brady is unfortunately in the twilight of his career, but the symbolic relationship between Chiefs fans, between a f- particular fan leaving the game <laughs> in the first quarter, and Patrick Mahomes telling him, "Don't come here next week." Like I just, <laughs> I just don't, I just don't know what other what other fan base has that right now. And so I did want to make a point of just how, in in all of this sort of emotional atmospheric movie theater like what the hell is going on i mean that i i i wanted to ask that question he gave a really honest answer and i felt like we we just not we just aren't seeing that in the you know in the nfl anywhere else yeah um okay so we've had a we've had like 30 minutes of an interpretive dance experience with this with this game Uh, i want to dig in on a couple of specific things that happened because by the way the Chiefs are playing again in a week, and it's for the AFC Championship, and it's in Arrowhead, by the way, for the second consecutive year. Because if you've been under a rock, the Titans won again. And so that keeps happening, and that's weird. <laughs> but it's happening again in Arrowhead. The Chiefs are hosting back-to-back AFC Championship games. They lose last year to the Patriots. This year, they get Ryan Tannehill. If they lose to Ryan Tannehill and don't go to the Super Bowl, I'm going to tase myself, not even as a bet, just out of deep sadness and looking to feel something. Don't hold me to that. Ask me about that again on Friday. Yeah, I was I was hoping you would but, get yourself out of that one. <laughs> I, I am. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. And talk to me on Friday. We'll see. Um, I'm not making taser bets for the general public. If I make a taser bet, it'll be for subscribers to The Athletic. Which, by the way, if you've enjoyed this the 30 minutes so far and you'd like Friday's episode and everything we're all writing on The Athletic, go to theathletic.com slash timesours and uh, subscribe. Uh, at this point, I don't know how you could not have subscribed yet. But there are, there are so many... There's some so many points within this game where I think we saw stuff that that wasn't even just a crazy football game doing a bizarre thing. Uh, there there are there are several things that that I think we could all latch on to. Um, I I want us all to talk about different things, but I'm really afraid that one of you is going to take what I want to talk about. So I'm going to let myself go first. Go today, baby, go. I need. <laughs> I, you know what Way I need? You know what I need to do? It's about time you think about yourself. Thank you, Seth. I've always thought that. I've always thought that eventually I need to be more selfish. I uh, I'd like to apologize. Actually, believe it or not, I know this is a weird energy to bring after that game, but I'd like to apologize because uh, because I've been. I've I've been doing some thinking and I've really been 
I've been difficult, I would say. I've been I've been kind of outspoken. I'm sure some people oh, no. somewhere he's, could argue he's gonna that he's going to do it. He oh, I know where that, I know where he's I've headed. Been, I just I think people could argue that I've been that I've been kind of annoying and and I've I've been kind of hard to get on board with whenever it comes to running the football as at, with this Kansas City Chiefs team. And I would like to apologize for not going harder before now. <laughs> I was right. We were all right. Establish the fun. Establish nothing other than throwing the football. <laughs> Establish Travis Kelsey. Establish your way all the way out of this podcast. Don't come back. Watch the game from home next weekend. I don't care. Why would I care? They had one rushing yard at halftime. <laughs> they were winning. Damien Williams had one rushing yard at halftime of this game, and they were up. They erased a three-touchdown deficit. They were down by 24 points, and they got it all back. They got all of it back. It's the best this offense has ever looked. It might be the best that any offense in football has ever looked in a half, and they did it with a running back having one yard. I believe they had three yards rushing at the end of the first quarter from Damian Williams on two carries and then at the end of, of the half they were at one they had, they had one rushing yard all of these rushing yards by the way came in the in the fourth quarter late in the game the 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 wealth of Damian Williams is 47 yards on 12 carries that was all that was all garbage time they were cleaning up time of possession you can take it time of possession would be leading us to a Texans Ravens AFC championship game I don't even want to talk about time of possession it is, it is, it is such a fly around my tail I bat it away and will not think of you again I will not talk about you again time of possession you are free to go thank you for your service they had a yard from Damian Williams at halftime <laughs> on three carries <laughs> it's not on it's not on one carry it's on three nope they gave him three shots at it and they should give him zero shots at it I don't need this you can hand the ball listen you need one yard go ahead and get it to Damian Williams you're you're on the goal line go ahead first and goal from the five or whatever it was sure you know what knock yourself out otherwise let Mahomes run it. Let him drop back and then look around. Fine by me. Let Mahomes throw the football. You know what? You think you got an end? You want to hand it to McCole Hardman or something? Or Sammy Watkins? You know what, Andy Reid? Go off. You want to you try to pick up some, some short yardage and go back to that screen game? I, I All aboard. All aboard. Choo-choo. Go for it. Screens, sure. Stuff out of the backfield, fine. Don't ever waste my time ever again handing the ball to Damien Williams and saying, hey, why don't you just see if anything opens up in the middle here? Why don't you just check this out at first and 10 or in the middle of the field? Anywhere when you need more than one yard, Patrick Mahomes should be the only person deciding where the ball goes. And it it worked perfectly. It's never worked better. Even in the first quarter, Mahomes was delivering it. Dudes were dropping it. That's fine. But we've been talking this entire season about do the Chiefs have that next level offensively? Can they Can they be Drogon, I think, from Game of Thrones, breathing fire, being a spaceship, being a dragon spaceship? Can they do that again? Because everything they did it last year is because their defense let them down. Well, this week it was because the offense let them down for the first quarter. Special teams let them down and said, all right, well, we've, we've, we've got to go ahead and throw it all out here offensively. Let's never run again exclusively let Patrick Mahomes do this and he did it because that works so the Chiefs do have that that next gear left 
clearly, and it is unstoppable. They should put up 60 on the Titans. (laughs) Just do this again, and then put up 75 on the Packers or the Niners. It doesn't matter to me. The Chiefs should score 150 points over their last three games of the season, and they should do it with one rushing yard every game because that's perfect. Thank you. Do you want to follow this, Seth? I would love to follow go, go. this. So now that now, on, now, Seth, that, now that we've heard now that we've heard an impassioned speech for Josh, I know what some of you are thinking. I absolutely know what some of you are thinking. So I'm going to take a moment and represent my client here for just a second. My my, my client, Mr. Briscoe, has made some wonderful points. But I but some of you are no doubt thinking to yourself, yeah, but what about the Titans? And what about what about Henry? And he just showed that if you establish the run and you grind your opponents into the dust, they'll submit and you'll you'll wear the defense down. And you'll take it. So that's a great way to win football games as well. That's the only reason they could beat the Ravens. That is absolutely 100% a wonderful thought that is totally and completely wrong and not based on anything but your feelings. I'm sorry if that hurts those feelings, but stay with me for just a second. Just stay with me for a second because reality doesn't care if you believe it. It doesn't. It's one of those things because the Ravens beat the Titans in the vaunted time of possession game. So don't talk to me about running the clock. Don't talk to me about taking their will. Don't talk to me about any of this. Talk to me about the fact that they went up 14-0 early because of a fluke turnover play. And the fact is, yes, running the ball certainly helps once you're winning. It can sure help. However, you can move the ball. Getting first downs helps once you're winning. You know why the Titans beat the Ravens? Because the Ravens turned the ball over three times. The Titans didn't turn it over once. Because the Ravens failed on two fourth down conversions that they normally get. So what you're talking, you're talking about five possessions. Preach. Ending without points. Five possessions, five turnovers to zero. That's why they won. It, their defense played out of control. And, and the only reason, and I'm telling you this is true, whoever it is that's listening that's offended right now, wow, Seth, you think you're so much smarter. No, I don't. I don't think I'm smarter than you. Because you I used to believe, as you believe, I used to believe, man, this is this is getting weird, but that's okay. No, it's okay. It in. We're See, good. This, I'm, this I'm show going, is running. I'm going, this, I'm going from lawyer to pastor real quick here. I used to, I used to have your lack of faith. I used to, I used to believe as you believe. And then I looked at the numbers and I realized the only reason I believed what I believed was because I was told that's what was true. I was lured in by the siren song of Troy Aikman talking about (laughs) establishing the run. I was lured in by Joe Buck saying, oh, they're grinding it out this win. Three yards in a cloud of dust. That is not the NFL anymore. You've got to stop looking at raw rushing yards. The Ravens ran the ball really well, too. So the only reason I'm talking, why, well, Seth, why are you talking about Ravens Saints? Because that's what everyone's going to look at as the counterpoint to what the Chiefs did. But they're wrong. You are wrong if you're going there. It was the turnovers. It was their defense. It was their awesome defense. That did it. Imagine imagine a world in which Mahomes passed for 200 yards and everyone said, wow, Patrick Mahomes really won that game. No one would say that, but somehow when a running back gets 200 yards, it's like, wow, it must be the running back. Mm-hmm. Rushing yards aren't worth more. They're still just a yard. They're not mm-hmm. worth anymore. The points you score when you run the ball, they're not worth anymore. And it's just really, it's one of those things. Why do you believe, I, man, I say this to people all the time. Again, I'm switching to pastor mode now. I ask people this all the time. Why do you believe what you believe? And if the only reason you believe it is because of your emotions or because someone told you, it's not an actual thing. It's fake. It's air. It's nothing. 
And so, the, the, Josh, you are absolutely 110% correct. You should have been going harder on this all season. The Chiefs lost the time of possession battle, quote-unquote battle, to the Texans 34-35 to 25-25. They got killed in time of possession. They scored three touchdowns in three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was hilarious. What wins football games? Football games, don't think of football games in terms of time of possession. Think of football games in terms of possessions. Yes. You have, you have, number you, of you possessions. You have to think about it in basketball yes. terms now where, yes. where, hey, are you turning it over or are you getting a good shot right. to, towards the goal? You know, And is that a good shot? Yes. Is your shot selection good? You have to think of it in that terms. But continue, my friend. Yes. Continue. That, that, that is such a great analogy. Are you turning the ball? Turnovers win and lose games. If all other things are equal, yes. If you've got a team that teams that are passing the ball equally well and defenses are playing equally well and special teams are playing equally well, then yes, the run game does matter. Run defense does matter. We've I mean, when you say the when we say oh running game doesn't matter, it's it's a it's it's a hyperbolic statement yes. intended to demonstrate how much less important it is than other things. Because let me tell you something, it's kind of like and, and but if you want me to go you know in, against the nerds or whatever the analytics movement, by the way, momentum it's a real thing. I don't care that it can't be shown mathematically in the aggregate. I don't care. Anyone who watched that game is like, I tweeted this out actually. So, so I'm on both sides of the fence. I tweeted out snarkily. I was like, well, someone should just tell the Titans that, or the Texans that uh, momentum isn't real. <laughs> then they'll feel a lot better. Then they'll know. Because you can see it happen. That stuff Romo's just talking about where you get in your head, we got to actually see it. And so, yeah. sure, in the aggregate, momentum can't be shown mathematically, at least with no testing mechanisms that we currently have. But it clearly is a thing. Nerves are clearly a thing because all the things the Chiefs were doing, like pressing, whatever, they the, the Texans started doing it. They started dropping passes. They started trying to lateral footballs like Josh Allen. But anyway, I've gotten dragged far afield, but here's the, the to go back to my client's initial point. <laughs> you, There is no argument to be made that actually holds up under the evidence that the Chiefs should be running the ball, except against like five guys in the box mm-hmm. or obvious short yardage situations or when they're up 20 in the fourth. And even if they're up 20 in the fourth, you know what bleeds the clock? First downs. Yep. That's what bleeds the clock. So yeah, do short, safer passes. I get it. Alter alter the game plan and stuff. But they, the Chiefs have a fire-breathing dragon at quarterback. And, and again... If you think that the the Titans are proving something different, really look at the game script there. It wasn't... They were up 14 nothing when Henry had rushed for what? Like 30 yeah, yards? Yeah, because Ryan yeah. Tannehill uh, took advantage of a turnover. Play action, double move post, touchdown. One play drive. Well, how about that? With no running yards. 14 nothing. Yep. You've put all the pressure on Baltimore. And now, yep. because you have a 14 nothing lead... The, the entire playbook's open. So you could really do whatever you want, and the Ravens have to sort of uh, counter instead of being the aggressor in terms of how you punch your opponent. So, yeah, I mean, how did they score those first two touchdowns? It's Ryan Tannehill with a dime in the quarter of the end zone and Ryan Tannehill yeah. on play action passing, going deep, taking what the defense assumed, which was Derrick Henry, and then using it to their advantage. So, yes, the, the, the first two touchdowns of the game that ultimately you know kind of decided the game – were Ryan mm-hmm. Tannehill touchdown passes? And, sure and then they grounded out. And so, yeah, and the Chiefs showed it. 51, seven straight touchdowns, and they were not establishing the run. They were just no. saying, you know what? I don't think these guys can cover us. And they couldn't, and, shockingly. And was, 
<laughs> no, and, they could and not. somebody it mentioned earlier, bad. like Mahomes was great in the pocket. Like I, Seth, I know you'll go through and chart all of that, but like there were half a dozen times in the first, in the I mean, in that second quarter, really, where I was like, uh, really, honestly, in the in the first quarter, he had a couple of those also, where he was just like moving around through traffic. He went, oh. Oh, this this was an imperfect part of his game like four weeks ago, and now he looks like he's got like there's a computer controlling him automatically here to constantly <laughs> keep him like a foot from contact because he was exceptional in that regard also. Mm-hmm. Which again, like there's yeah. no there, the, the chief, whenever the Chiefs throw the ball, it's not inherently riskier. Like I mean, and, and it, it it can be on like a turnover level, but it's it's. It is so rare that you see Patrick Mahomes put the ball somewhere it shouldn't be. The actual biggest risk is is turning the ball over on downs or or having to punt because you've run the ball too many times and your offense is stalled. <laughs> yeah, one one thing that 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 goes to all of this, and you know, I I really like to explain to 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 our listeners like the locker room was so chaotic yesterday. So I'm I get in, <laughs> you know. Um, Tyreek Hill is talking. Okay, Tyreek Hill is talking. Cool. Like, talk to him. Da, 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 da. Oh, my God. Here's McCall Harmer. McCall Harmer is talking. Across the locker room is Tyron Matthew. I can't even get there, y'all, because there's like 200 reporters in there. And so, like, okay, I'm going to swing to Damian Williams, get some Damian Williams sound. Damian Williams is cool. Like, he, 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 you know, he was great. Oh, my God. Travis Kelsey is not going to the podium. He's coming to his locker room. So, I, you know, Thank you, Damian Williams, but I must turn my back to you. And I turn my back to you, and there's Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's talking about, you know, he's raving about Patrick Mahomes, da 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 And then out of the corner of my eye, I saw Mitchell Schwartz, who I think me and Mitchell Schwartz think of football as succinctly as any two human beings can sometimes. And so it's like, I have to talk to Mitchell Schwartz, because they scored 51 points, and like an offensive lineman's viewpoint is needed. Um, he said the strangest thing to me, which inherently my dad said the same thing like you know my dad michael taylor the man who taught me football and this goes to to seth's point too like hey we started playing madden however many years ago you know just Mm -hmm. a father and son playing madden and understanding like oh Mm -hmm. here's how to manage the clock here's how to like use your timeouts here's how to like go up and down the field based on you know the game situation and my dad, when when Madden gave when Madden gave the ability to create your own playbook, my dad lost it. Like we lost it. Like we spent <laughs> summer hours building the perfect playbook. I'm going to tell everybody that there weren't that many runs in the playbook. Um, so it was not the 1984 version of Madden's playbook. So I get to Mitchell Schwartz, and Schwartz is like, you know, in a weird way, being down 24 nothing kind of helped us. And I was like, wait, what? And he was like, well, when you think about it, we had to throw the ball, and that's what we're really good at. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. oh, yeah, that is a true point. Yeah. And so between Mitchell Schwartz understanding that, between everything we've just said from a how you should process the game as it's going on based on time and situation, can I just give a one-time for Andy Reid? And I told fans this. When you get to the playoffs, you let it all go, baby. You 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 save these things. You know your opponent now. You have game plan. There are over 200 players on that play sheet, y'all. And he found the best out of all 200 in to be Seth Kaiser for a minute. Do you do you remember that gif where it's just somebody lighting <laughs> a cannon or like a, a somebody lighting sort of just just missiles like they're just going down a row and just you see one light go off and another one and just go <laughs> People have 
put this gift together with uh, Adrian Wojnarowski's tweets when it comes to July 4th in the NBA yes. when he's like, hey, uh, here come all the Woj bombs. So yes. Andy Reid was down 24 <laughs> nothing, and he was like, well, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to empty the whole clip. And my God, did he <laughs> empty the entire clip? And oh my God, Patrick Mahomes was like, so we, we're really... You can see him in his eyes. Like, we're really doing it, right? Oh, we're not passing yeah. the ball, right? Because we're, we're down 24 nothing. All right, fellas. Everybody get in the huddle. <laughs> like, we're going to figure this out. I don't know what injury will have next week. Because a lot of things that we saw, particularly in the red zone, we had not seen all year. Um, Absolutely. Sort of the yep. routes that um, Sammy Watkins was running, we had not seen all year. Uh, they basically used Tyreek Hill as a decoy. And it worked. Yep, yep. Like, yep, yep. Travis Kelsey. They built off concepts they'd shown all, all year. year. Like, I mean, he just like like that half uh, that, that half moon motion with Tyreek Hill. They were they were sending him the other way. They hadn't done things uh, like this all year. I mean, he emptied the entire playbook on the Houston Texans, and Bill O'Brien just had to stand there and watch it. <laughs> oh, I mean, just as a football oh. fan, you're just like when. The, like I thought, Bill O'Brien, man, you got to throw the kitchen sink, dog. Everything's got to go. The all the appliances, put them all out there. And he was kind of doing it for like a quarter and a half, or like half a quarter. And then injury was like, nah, dog. I'll I'll take it from here. So between the play calling. Obviously, having a a, 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 a a quarterback that's just on God level and then just an entire offense that knows like, hey, we're really good at passing the football. We will shell. We shell pass the football from here on out. Just it, it's just crazy. Will they continue doing this is sort of my <laughs> question. Because we're in playoff mode, and again, the riskiest thing the Chiefs can do is actually run the ball and then ultimately be forced to punt. the The Titans' defense has done has has done very good things these last couple of weeks, um, and they did it against teams that that in in uh, maybe one or two exceptions total. <laughs> Uh, don't like to throw the ball downfield if they can help. It. That's not their first <laughs> right. move. And again, as you mentioned earlier, Nate, like that t- that Tannehill actually did that to the Ravens. But I don't I don't know if uh, I don't know if they had it done against them by anybody either team yeah, by these last two mm-hmm. weeks. Um, so so at whenever their defense has been good, the t- whenever the Titans defense has been good. Uh, it has not been with a challenge like what the Chiefs did to the Texans yesterday, and the Chiefs should it should they should it fire and brimstone all just mm-hmm. th- go ahead and let Derrick Henry try to grind this thing out at three point eight yards per carry. I, honestly, I don't care if it's six yards a carry. Go for it, my guy, because eventually it's not going to work. And the Chiefs just went seven straight <laughs> possessions with the touchdown. <laughs> That's so. No funny. one is going to match that anywhere ever. It's not going to happen again with this with this version of the Chiefs' defense. It's not. This isn't going to be the Rams' game. We're, the the right. Titans aren't going to put up fifty. So if you put up fifty again, you're going to Miami. Like that's happening. And Absolutely. I mean, and we've been. I mean, like, and I'm just. I'm looking at. I just pulled up two things that I wrote earlier. In, you know, in the last month or whatever. We we talked about the run game so say much. What, say with your chest, Josh. In the preseason, like in the in the, the they did it. They they did one of their New Year's resolutions. You got to loosen up earlier at parties. The issue was the issue was the, the loosen up earlier at parties. Is hey, let's go ahead and look downfield a little bit. And again, Seth wrote about this a couple of weeks ago. 
go ahead and start throwing the ball downfield a little bit sooner. The reason they are loosened up earlier at parties is because instead of having like four drinks over the course of the first half, they showed up to the party, were handed four <laughs> shots, and said, go, 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 go. And then, and then it was there someone, were no inhibitions remaining. It someone was just injected like, them yeah. with PCP as they walked through the door. <laughs> That's right. Like, they walked. They walked into the door. Someone just put a syringe in their arm and just said, "Good luck, my guy." And, and then it, it was. Then it was good luck. Everything went and, well after that. And just to be clear, Times Ours does not recommend the use of drugs like PCP, <laughs> which is actually a very dangerous thing. Now, but that you know version what? of the hold Chiefs. on, hold on, Nate, Nate, do you recommend PCP? Let's go and you are on the room. <laughs> We should probably vote on this, I suppose. I didn't yeah. even speak for you. What do you say? Uh, do you endorse the use of PCP? Reach out to your nearest you know, pharmacy and doctor. And if you are going to take PCP, <laughs> get a prescription by your local doctor. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a soft no for Nate. So I will say now factually, the majority of the of Times R's does not endorse using PCP. Uh, that's, that's correct. That's all I'm going to yes. say. Your, your, your Honor, I would like to let the record show that I said no to PCP. <laughs> why do you need pcp whenever you have the, the 2020 uh nfl playoffs <laughs> absolutely can i i i know i know we don't have a ton of time i just we actually i will say i will say we have we have a little longer than we thought we did because we have vanquished the saints podcast and they're gonna nice they have they yeah. we did not vanquish them but they will be uh recording tomorrow i've heard ah, so they have, have a second oh you, you've you've heard wow this is man josh with the stuff behind the curtain here hashtag this is hashtag why report uh, I will not out my sources. Is, is, Dan, is but thanks is, Danielle for telling is, me. Uh, is, does Danielle have a word? Does does, does she want to uh, insert herself into the podcast now? Just keep talking about Ryan Tannehill. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <this is, laughs> we, today the Saints podcast. Tomorrow Ryan Tannehill, and I'm so uh-huh. sorry, Danielle. I, you know, uh, I'll just butt in right now and just I, t- I said this on Twitter yesterday, but I'm going to be really conflicted about this game next weekend because nothing would be sweeter. Then Ryan Tannehill going to Miami <laughs> while Miami is still For paying like eighty five percent of his contract. Fuck! I yes, didn't even think about yeah. that. So what a chance to, to what so a- Chief, Chiefs fandom. Do not do not get this twisted. I want the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl, but the sheer <laughs> dolphinness of Ryan Tannehill yes. getting paid by the Dolphins to play the Super Bowl in Miami is too sweet. That's all. It's either way. What a chance. What a chance to host the Lombardi Trophy in all of their faces. Yes. Oh. So, again, yeah. Chiefs, yeah. love you guys. But still, that storyline is just too good. It's too good. And we also have two weeks of the national media talking about Mike Vrabel. Exactly. So, that would also win, be win, pretty maybe funny. Maybe not win for his penis, but mostly wins. Which... <laughs> <laughs> to to explain to people who maybe don't know this, no, no, no let it go, Sam. Let, let, let him Google. Let him Google. Google it. Uh, Google. <laughs> yeah, I don't want everyone's Google search history to get destroyed. Okay, fine, whatever. Hey, Vrabel just use just you, just I, for everyone listening who doesn't understand Mike Vrabel's penis is on the line. Google Mike Vrabel <laughs> penis. You have my permission. <laughs> This is really getting away from me here. <laughs> this is you. This you is, ha- your honor, I gave permission, and if so and so's job is now in question, sir, I am willing to take the witness stand on behalf of the person. Yes, yeah, maybe not yes. from your work computer. It's not a not suitable for work thing. But anyway, yes. Do you yeah, think NSFW, like a- <laughs> NSFW means not suitable for work? What? <laughs> you say suitable? It's not. Su- 
It's not a not safe. suitable for work. I safe. don't know. Not you guys have me work. really shook. I just wanted to talk about Andy Reid for a second. Go ahead. All right. So <laughs> you, you can talk. Hold on. Really, really fast. Really fast. Hold on. Just real quick. <clears throat> Times ours on the athletic does not endorse the use of PCP in any capacity, but does absolutely totally give you permission to Google Mike Frabel's penis. Go ahead, Seth Kaiser, pastor and Great. lawyer. Oh, this got away from me. Anyway, um. <laughs> Oh man, I am like rattled. It's like, what is it with every week? I'm like just like coming. I'm like harumphing. Anyway, Seth, we haven't been Seth. We haven't been crude. We have not used any slang terminology. It is simply. Um, <laughs> we haven't used uh, any slang. It's that, a, sure, it is a. Sure. We're, we're using the we medical are terms. We're reporting the news. We are. We're reporting that, the news. You're not wrong. You are. You, you are reporting the news. So here's the thing. My mentions during Chiefs losses. Because social media is not great, you know. Let's let's be honest. Social media, yeah. I respect the dopamine that it gives you every time you get a little bit of a like or a retweet, you know. And I do love it. I do need. I that. I do. I do, it's, man. It's I, so I don't do PCP. I need you to retweet my time of possession graph, like you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, but my mentions, like what people say, just becomes crazy. And the number of fire Andy Reid things that started in the first quarter, because it's like you know they block a punt. And Tyreek Hill drops, uh, he muffs a catch, and guys are dropping catches. And I'm, and I said something. I can't wait for people to blame Andy Reid for this. And I mean, I had hundreds of replies. People like, oh, whose job is it to get the team ready? Yes, I'm yeah. sure Andy Reid didn't tell them to catch the ball. <laughs> <laughs> like that to me, that is so frustrating to me. That to yeah. me is just like basically, if you view the game that way, and then again, you know, I'm always probably offending people when I talk like this, but. If you view the game as literally everything is the head coach's fault, you're just wrong. It's not like they don't get taught to catch the ball or to run the right route. Are there things that Andy Reid needs to do better? Sure. The the, the punt, the punt in the first quarter when they were like past their own 50, that drove me insane. And those are things that I wish Reid did differently. But like this idea, like whose job is to get the team ready to play? What does that even mean? You're just repeating something that you heard in high school. That's what you, that's what you're doing. Yep. You're just repeating something you heard. Well, what is he supposed to do? Well, if Andy Reid had given a better motivational speech, he wouldn't have muffed that putt. What? That's insane. That's just, <laughs> it's nonsensical. And so, the, but the number of people, fire Andy Reid, fire Andy Reid. Let me just tell you something. There are very few coaches, and, and we've already talked about Mahomes' role in all this. There are very few coaches that could keep a team playing hard and their head in the game with what was happening. They were getting booed at Arrowhead. And you know what? Normally I'm not for fans booing players, but I can kind of, with the context of everything and drop passes, I can understand a little bit of booing there. That's like, guys, whoa, what is happening here? Because they were they were vomiting the game up onto the field. And the number of coaches that could keep, you know, keep guys focused... And again, Mahomes, I think, gets some credit for this too. I think, I think, I heard Chris Jones was getting guys fired up on the sideline. Like, guys, come on, we we mm-hmm. got this. Day. He didn't play, we, by the way, which we haven't mentioned yet because this oh, game was on PCP. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, here's just a side note. It's the only thing I'm going to say about this. Clark was a monster. He was yes. all over the field, but the absence of Chris Jones was palpable. And it was so clear how important it is to have a second elite pass rusher. And so no one talked to me anymore about Chris Jones's contract unless it's, yeah, they should really get him a contract. I don't want to hear hmm. it. I don't want to hear, but well, you know, maybe they won't be able to sign some random free agent who isn't nearly as good as Chris Jones. That's not how people <laughs> say it, but that's what they're actually saying. Anyway, that's also how you hear it. Yeah, that is how I hear it, which I feel bad about, actually. But anyway, Andy Reid 
is a great coach. He kept, he didn't just like schematically, I mean, he destroyed Andy Reid and Romeo Cornell, like just destroyed them. Yes, yes. Bill O'Brien, yeah, sorry. I'm just, I'm very, again, I'm very flustered. Nate Nate and I never get names wrong. (laughs) I, I know, thank goodness. And uh, and so, but I mean, the the plays he drew up for Jody Foster, and the real ones know that joke. Oh, exactly. <laughs> if you've a, been here from the beginning, you know what I'm that's talking a training about. Training camp joke. Yeah, so that's good. Not only did he schematically do a great thing, but he kept that team in the game because that yeah. I was exhausted by halftime. Like yes. I was like, yes. and even I, I was looking at Twitter and like people that don't even root for the Chiefs were like, okay, we made it. It's halftime. <laughs> it felt like like three games had been played, and they came. Yeah. So I mean, he not only kept them focused, kept them in the game, kept them believing, kept them playing hard. And P- look, that is harder than you think, because I mean, fans wanted to check out. Imagine how it feels being a player. Like I can't believe this is happening. And he kept them in it. But then, so then they go up at halftime. They got all this momentum, whatever you want to call it. Then they came out just as ready, just as fired up. They knew the job wasn't done, and they just went pedal to the metal all the way home. I don't want to hear about it with Andy Reid as a coach anymore. He's a great coach. Clark Hunt is right because also you people that like wanted to have him fight. The Chiefs could have lost this game by 150 and Andy Reid's hmm. job wouldn't have been in jeopardy. He right. Clark Hunt is not firing Andy <laughs> Reid. So get well, over it and understand that Reid's a great well, coach. Well, Clark, Clark Hunt remembers the time when Andy Reid wasn't the head coach in this of this franchise. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. there's also that yeah. to consider. And, you know, Andy Reid... Uh, swindled the entire league because he knew, hey, if I get this quarterback in the first round of the draft, we may have something here. And he and he it's over for and all he and Brevi swindled the entire league, the entire league. They moved up from twenty seven to ten. Oh, if you're a Bills fan, my God, sir, oh. my God, ma'am, oh, you just watched your quarterback ladle the ball behind him in the overtime. I guess a team that was like kind of for the taking, and you could have had Patrick Mills. You may not have the same skill position players that Andy Reid has sort of built around the infrastructure, but still, Patrick Mills is so good at football. It's stupid. And your quarterback is named Josh Allen, and he, while improving, is not Patrick Mahomes. I uh, this is this is totally tangential, but yesterday morning I uh, I, I did a radio hit in Chicago. And then last night at like midnight, I did a radio hit with a station based in Houston. And I've talked to some very sad people around Patrick Mahomes yesterday. And it was <laughs> it was sort of the perfect bookending of what this game was. Cause it kind of put it back into context. I don't I don't think that that even many Chiefs fans in general are taking Patrick Mahomes for granted. I, I don't want to speak that into existence because I don't think that's happening. But it was nice to like really remember what it feels like to be in Chicago and having Mitch Trubisky or even to be in Houston and have that game go the wrong way. It was a nice reminder that we're in a, we're in an all right spot right now. All of us we're doing, you know what we're doing. Okay. Yeah. I just, I, I can't the last two years. Um, Cause obviously Mahomes, and this is, this doesn't get talked about enough, but the way, the way Alex Smith um, brought Patrick Mahomes and showed him all the tricks, all the secrets. Hey, here's how to, do all this so that when your opportunity comes, you'll be ready. Because I think somewhere towards the middle of the season, Alex Smith had to have known, this is my last season in Kansas City. Like, they're they're trading me. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're trading yeah, me. Yeah, he's – Alex is a sharp yeah. guy. He knew what was so, going on there. you know, within all of that, I mean, it's – again, it's, it's remarkable 
how much one man can change an entire franchise, an entire city, and ultimately an entire league. And he's done that in ways that are LeBron-like, in ways that are very Jordan-esque. And um, you 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 don't see that often. You see that maybe once or twice a decade. And uh, for the first time in the Chiefs slash you know Texans history of the at the fifty nine years this team has played football, um, this is the first time they've experienced that. So they are again they are one game from capturing Lamar Hunt's trophy for the first time in franchise history with his name actually on the trophy. They're they're one win away from winning a playoff game in Arrowhead Stadium that will send them to the Super Bowl, and they're one game away from being the national darlings put on an international stage in Miami, Florida with Shakira and J-Lo <laughs> to go for the opportunity to try to win the Vince Lombardi Trophy for the first time in 50 years. So, um, again, it's just... When you when you really look at it, both big picture and smaller in the details, it's it, it's quite striking um, how every how all these events have sort of turned, uh, how they've all just sort of come uh, in this last you know three years. I mean, Chiefs fans, I would argue shouldn't should know the date um, when Patrick Mahomes was drafted. That that that's when everything changed. Much like things started to it's a religious holiday. Yeah. <laughs> It, yeah, I mean, it, honestly, like the, you, you're right, Josh. I'm not disagreeing. Um, you know, like if that if that's a day that every fan should remember, um, then it all began with Clark Hunt realizing I got to get a coach, man. I got to figure this out, and that was that was the yep, first yep, change. Yep. So you know, much to <laughs> much to Seth's point, no, Clark Clark Hunt understands in you know exactly in the very specifics. Uh, what Andy Reid can do. And yes, these are one game sample sizes. And as we saw yesterday, things can get really weird because the chiefs only play (laughs) weird games. But ultimately, if you have the coach and you have the quarterback, you got as good as any shot to, to keep winning. Um, we, we, since we have a couple extra minutes here, we, we've like mentioned the word defense, but we haven't really talked about it, and Seth, I know you gave you gave like the shout out to Frank Clark and talked about Chris Jones and all that, but like, it's the the Chiefs the Chiefs the, the hole they they dug themselves into wasn't because the defense got punked by Deshaun Watson or anything. Like they there was a series of mistakes made, uh, like and the 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 touchdown bomb over the the head of Travis Ward and uh, and Dan Sorensen seeming to miscommunicate and all that. I mean that was on them. So seven nothing was on the defense. But then after that, I mean it was it was immediately special teams mistakes with uh, the block punt touchdown and then the muffed punt from from Tyree Kill that turned into the next two touchdowns and and. All of a sudden, I mean, the game felt the game felt like it was very, 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 very close to being over. Um, and then the defense not only wasn't bad at the beginning, but they totally held serve the rest of the game. Even as the Texans felt the breath of the Chiefs uh, down the back of their neck, the, from from second quarter on, ten points for the Texans. That was it. the The Chiefs' defense was was extremely solid from the second quarter on. And I was just sort of curious what you guys saw from that, that their performance is going to get overshadowed by the offense and rightfully so in its own way. Um, but I, I feel like it's certainly noteworthy. Go ahead, Seth. 
I I mean, there's a few things. I mean, when you look at one thing that I would really advise people to do because it's so easy to to get caught up, and we talked about this last week, like with the last thing you see in games, go mm-hmm. and look at the the play by play, like the game script, whatever you want to call it, and then you can just look at how, what each drive resulted in. And and as Josh pointed out, you know the 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 twenty four nothing hole. It's easy to blame the defense. And yes, that first drive, you know, there there was miscommunication, all that. But really, the defense didn't, like, play badly. It was just unbelievable stuff happened. Just one thing yeah. after another. Two of those three touchdowns were on the special teams, really. Yep. Um, and then they held them to a field goal. But if you look, I mean, they they suddenly, I mean, they went, you know, downs, fumble, punt, miss field goal, punt. And so, I mean, like, just five drives in a row, the defense didn't let them score. And by the time the tight or the Texans, I keep calling them the Titans. Uh, by I the do time too, the Texans, actually. So yeah, I don't. But, yeah, by the time they scored a touchdown finally after five drives in a row, that the defense was like, "Nah, dude, we're giving the offense back over and over." By the time the the, the Texans scored again, the Chiefs had put up forty one points. If I'm reading this right, yeah, yeah. Was, they yeah. went from no, it's forty one points. The Chiefs scored forty one unanswered points. Yeah. yeah. And and for that to be unanswered, Dumb. the defense has to do great things. And so here's here's what I'm doing. I'm going to, with your permission, I am going to read to you the the beginning of my article. Is that okay? Oh, this oh, is like an exclusive. Oh my goodness! I mean, we we rarely do this on the athletic because you know it's a subscription based yes, site. Yes. But we will All give right, you yeah, we on, will give on, you Seth. listeners to the Times are right. this exclusive. All right. All right. Listen, hold, Seth. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. If you're listening to this podcast for free. Go to the App Store, or go to Apple Podcasts, and give Times Ours a five-star review in Apple Podcasts, okay? Then, go to theathletic.com slash Times Ours, or Time Sours, a time-traveling, puckering candy, and uh, and then you can you can look at the deal to get all of this good, good writing and the Friday episodes through The Athletic. Seth, you have my blessing. All right. I'm afraid of sharks. <laughs> That's a bit of an embarrassing confession, but it's true. Perhaps I saw Jaws when I was way too young, but the ocean's largest predators have always terrified me. When I went to Florida last April with my wife, I only went as far as my waist in the water because of this fear. Yes, I know most shark attacks occur in shallow water. Leave me alone. I don't care what the statistics say about lightning strikes being more likely and all that. I can't risk it. They frighten me. What is it about them? I find them scary. I'm not quite sure, but I think it's something to do with the unknown, unceasing, unending pursuit with which they operate. They don't stop moving. They don't sleep. They don't seem to feel. They just hunt, and then they hunt, and then they hunt some more. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator. That's all they are. That's all they do. They're relentless, and I find that disconcerting. What I'm trying to say is, I know exactly how Deshaun Watson felt against Frank Clark. That, my friends. Oh, yes, thank you. Thank you. This has been a dramatic reading with Seth Kaiser. Seth's poetry I'm just saying, lit as hell. <laughs> Here, look, if I'm going to talk about the... I mean, seriously, people can talk about Frank Clark. Oh, he didn't put up enough stats. Man, I, I got to quit doing that voice. People, like <laughs> people are going to get offended that I'm talking like that, and I'm sorry. I'm on look, yes, yes. I, <laughs> I got to stop doing that. Tweet, 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 um, tweet, tweet. Tweet, 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 tweet. So, yes, Frank Clark, he was unhealthy for a lot of the season. And if people can't see that now, after the way he's performed, what, the last full half of the season, and then the way he performed against the Texans, if people can't see now what a difference maker a healthy Frank Clark is and they can't see, dude wasn't right. He was not right. 
But that dude, that's the best word I can think of. Because like when you when you pass rush Deshaun Watson, and Josh, you pointed this out on one of Clark's like sacks, maybe that was the most uh emblematic of his yeah. of his performance, where he chased him around, he ran like 45 yards in the play. They they ha- you have to contain Watson. You can't yeah. just rush straight at him like you would Tom Brady, because dude, that dude can run. Yeah. And so but he just he was just relentless. It was just constant he just never stopped and i mean you could talk about three sacks he hit him a couple times i think i charted like five or six pressures too he was just constantly in deshaun watson's nightmares hurrying up throws i mean it didn't matter i mean like on on one of his sacks he he, he got blocked out of the play he first he won and then deshaun was able to escape and then the guy kind of did a blindside block and then he got hit to the ground gets right back up chases him down misses him again chases him more it just would not ever quit frank clark like people talk about motor that dude is relentless and i just like when 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 deshaun watson closes his eyes at night and really let's face it nothing really rattles deshaun watson that's pretty obvious but if he could get rattled he would have dreams about frank clark because that dude never stops and it was so impressive without Chris Jones that Clark put up a performance like that. If you go back, watch some of those third and fourth downs. Watch some of the plays that put them into third and long or fourth and long. And you will find Clark, if he's not causing, a, if he's not hitting Watson, he's pressuring him. If he's not doing that, he's drawing a chip or a double team that's leaving other guys there. He was everywhere. Um, Two two points. And Seth, whew. I am ready to read that story, dog. Uh, <laughs> two, two points. Um, this occurred on Thursday, and, and Josh was with me um, kind of at the Chiefs facility in the locker room. Uh, you walk, you know, this is a, one of the fun parts of my job. You walk into the locker room, and you're like, I wonder what I wonder what the story of today is going to be. And I kind of had it in my back pocket that, okay, maybe I'll write about Tyron Matthew facing his former team in the playoffs, the, the weirdness and the uh, sort of the awkwardness of that because he really loves uh, Deshaun. And then I got to Frank Clark's locker, and my entire day changed where – I had had I had saved up most of this reporting from like training camp, and this kind of goes to the idea that like I couldn't write this story in September because Frank was sort of indicating to me that like he didn't it, it like no just like we can't like we I know we talked about this to some degree at training camp but like let's not do it now and you give the player you know that ability to to sort of have a say in and the things that you're working on and his whole season kind of gives in this you know unconventional you know, route where it's like, Hey, he has this injury. And then, you know, he tells me in, in Nashville specifically, like I asked him the questions and he tells me specifically what is going on with the pinched nerve. Um, and so it's weird to have a guy get, you know, be traded, give all this money and understand that he's now the, you know, one of the leaders of the team and he's got to be a voice for the defensive unit. And you're just kind of going in step with that person as the season goes along. Um, and you're kind of seeing their emotions and, and the way they're processing it all. And then I came back to Frank last Thursday and I just said, hey, man, um, you're healthy, right? And he was like, yeah, I, I can't. Like, he couldn't wait to play. And I was like, OK, so um, you want to talk about Derek Thomas again? <laughs> and he was like, oh, yes, I do. And I was like, OK, let's do it. And so I would encourage people to go, you know, check out my story on. Frank Clark and his love and admiration for Derek Thomas and to know that like this was his moment to like to get in Chiefs lore and man did he come through and he kind of told me in a way that like we can talk about this because I feel confident that I'm going to meet this moment that I'm going to 
that I'm going to honor Derek Thomas in a way in my first, you know, home playoff game in a Chiefs uniform after all this weird history. But me really getting to learn this dude, me getting to meet his mother, like, he made my day really hard because it's like, okay, I have to cram all this information in, in like, you know, a couple hours and try to get it up before mm-hmm. uh, before Friday begins because, you know, Friday's like new information because then we learned about Chris Jones. So it's it's a it's a it's a fast, fluid job when you get into the playoffs. But he indicated to me that, like, we can talk about Derek Thomas because I feel like I'm going to get to Deshaun Watson. And, man, did he get to Deshaun Watson. And then my my, my second point in all of this is um, – to, to with Seth saying just how relentless he was, you knew because Chris Jones he doesn't look right. I mean, this is some reporting, um, but watching him in pregame, he he just he didn't have it. I I, I can't stress that enough, y'all. Like, I don't know if Chris Jones is going to play next week. I I have serious concerns and doubts about his ability to get as healthy as necessary in a week's time. So with when, once it was told to the rest of the team that Chris Jones was not going to play, literally Frank Clark put that burden up, upon his shoulders and then had his best game ever in a Chiefs uniform. So put that into the context of what was going on in his mind and his ability to chase down a man and bring a man down three times, which the Bills did to their own degree, you know, as a team, but like couldn't do it when it mattered most. And to know that like the reason... The the it's weird. The reason the Texans punted the ball for the first time, which Tyreek Hill muffed, was because Frank Clark got a sack. And because Frank Clark was just dominant. And he played his best game in a Chiefs uniform because he felt he could live up to, hey, I'm the next guy in the pathway and the lineage of Derek Thomas. And if my best guy that plays alongside me can't play, damn it, I'm just going to put it on my back and do it myself. And he did, and that's just remarkable. All right, we're way over time, but I think we've covered as much as we possibly can in a po- in this podcast. We will talk again on Friday and get ready for another AFC Championship game. And, of course, there will be all sorts of stuff up on The Athletic all week and across Twitter all week. You can follow Nate on, on Twitter, at ByNateTaylor. Seth on Twitter, at RealMNJuiceFan. I'm at JB Briscoe. You can tweet us with the hashtag TimesRs. And again, check out theathletic.com slash TimesRs if you're listening to the uh, the free episode here. Uh, I, Nate, I don't usually yes. give you a prompt That's fine. for the outro. But if I could... If I could, if I could just, if I could, if I could float something to you, you know, you can run with it or not if you'd like. But uh, you mentioned Bill O'Brien's fourth and one that they didn't go for. Well, after the game, Bill O'Brien, head coach of an NFL football team, got a big old play sheet over there on the sideline, laminated and all that goodness. Reason they didn't go for on fourth and one, according to Bill O'Brien, could have gone for the kill, could have maybe into the game, to be honest, even with the Chiefs being as explosive as they were, would have been tough. The reason they didn't go for it there after the game, he said, it was because they didn't uh, they didn't have a play that they liked on fourth and one from the 13. Didn't have a play that they liked to get one yard when they needed it. Sean Watson quarterback. Yep. All right. Don't have a play that we like. I just thought that might be interesting to you as we wrap up today's show. Just, just, just the classic case of I ran a fourth and one QB sneak against the Bills and it didn't work in overtime. Or no, it was in, it was at the end of regulation, excuse me, in the end of the fourth quarter, which allowed the Bills to kick a successful game tie field goal by forced overtime. And um instead of trusting my franchise great quarterback, um I 
spent an entire week and I couldn't find one play that I liked for fourth and one. Because, you know, I'm running this whole operation and there's a lot of things going on. But you know what I am going to do? I'm going <laughs> to wait. I'm going to work all week so that when we get into and let me pull it up on my computer. <laughs> when we get, fellas, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When we get into a fourth down situation deep in our own territory, okay? Our own territory. When this happens, you know what we're going to do? We're not going to give the ball to Deshaun Watson, okay? In fact, we're going to kick a field goal on the possession beforehand. And then when we get the ball back, check this out, y'all. Check this out. Everybody come a little closer. Go ahead, Coach. What's Coach? What are we we're going to take Deshaun Watson off the field? Okay, you uh-huh. understand what I'm saying? We're going to take him oh. off the field. Okay. We're going to have gonna everybody punt, thinking guess, we're going to be out here punting. In fact, sure. we may be even be up by two scores. It's great, Coach. Just, just, just hear me out here, baby. Just hear me out. It's fourth and four. I'm thinking from like our own 31 yard line. Just. Just, you know, just a scenario I'm working on right now. Instead of thinking about fourth and ones, I'm thinking about fourth and four at my own 31-yard line. Uh-huh. Hey, you. Hey, 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 you. Hey, you over here. Hey, hey, come here. Come here, kid. Come here. Yeah, let me get your name right here. Justin Reed. Now, see, you a veteran safety, right? I'm sure you want to touch the football instead of us giving the ball to Deshaun Watson on fourth down, don't you, baby? That's right. That's right. Sure, coach. I'm a... I am a defensive look, look, player. Look, they ain't. And I they ain't gonna see you, dog. They ain't gonna see you. Now look, fourth and four from my own thirty-one. Direct snap to you, not Deshaun Watson, who's not gonna be on the field. <laughs> that is what will win us the game, not fourth and one with my star quarterback. I am Bill O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> Destroyer of worlds.